Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And we are going to ramble about the subject of teaching children to sew. Right. And we were talking about it and then we also decided maybe how how different different is it teaching children versus adults and then probably like, is content different or probably a lot of the teachers method? uh amongst our listening audience this is something that i just said i was like well children is a big word right it's a big category because i could start to teach a three-year-old to sew right and i could start to teach a 13-year-old to sew, a 7-year-old. Well, and I'm thinking, like, when I was 12, I was like an adult. Yeah, sure. You know, everybody has a different Well, and um, I, I guess, level to, to be honest, adults, that's a pretty broad generalization. Adults right. have different learning styles and different right. levels of familiarity with, right. you know, certain things. So, anyway, hey, let's just go with something that came off the top of our heads, okay, was should kids learn to sew by hand first or by machine? Right. And you said? Well, the thing I like just about by hand mm -hmm. is just even some vocabulary. Yeah. This is a thread. This is a needle. This is what we're doing. We're making a stitch. We're going to sew these two pieces together. So it's more, in a sense, more tactile, I guess. They're, you know, they're feeling... They're putting the two layers together and holding it, and you know, maybe it's less foreign yeah. than using a machine. I don't think it's an absolute. Well, you said, "Oh, they should sew by hand first when we were talking, yeah. and I said, "Oh, I think you taught me to sew by machine first, but I was so young. Well, yeah, and you sort of grew up on the floor, right, of, right. of, of a sewing machine store. Yeah. Like, so you know. when when we talk about you know, teaching kids to sew, you don't 
I guess what I've been I've been doing like all this research because right. I'm I'm to be doing a little bit of homeschooling and that's new to me. I'm not a homeschooler. I I know we have listeners who are homeschoolers, but sometimes it's okay to introduce, of course, a concept without the kid knowing every single thing about it. You right, know? right. I and I like that's what I mean. There there are there are courses out there for children. There's canned courses that you can buy that you can get certified in or just purchase. Um, Okay, but what I was going to say yeah. is is when I put a little kid in front of a sewing machine on my lap, I think that is, is still a, like a really fun thing to do, right. a really uh, neat introduction to sewing, even though they don't understand how all the parts of the sewing machine work. Right. And with a really little kid, if you just want to kind of get them excited about sewing, um, Picking different decorative stitches and things like that on the machine and just doing lines of them is fun, right. whereas sometimes they don't have the tactical, uh, the fine motor skills right. to hold two pieces of fabric together and right. sew them. So it's okay, I guess, like if you're wondering, oh no, should I not let them near a machine before they know how to hand sew, I don't think it's an absolute. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, all things come at a different time. The concept of you can sew these two things together, you know, and then turn them inside out. Right. You know, where where in the cognitive thought process, do you know what I mean? Does the brain handle that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, do you get that? Can you understand that at two or one or four or, you know? Um, and it might be different for everybody to, to what extent. Yeah, one yeah. of the things that Catherine came and was in the store. I think maybe she was like seven or eight years old. Right. And we sat her down at the Baby Lock Sophia, which is now the Verve. And it had a really simple interface, especially for kids who are used to like electronic toys nowadays. Which is everyone. Yeah. Now. Like, right. you know, that machine was, as I said, about as hard to use as a microwave. And she could pick different decorative stitches and I could give her an order of operations, you know, you raise the presser foot, you put the fabric here, you put it down. Well, and we prepared, your, we prepared the fabric yeah, well, for her with stabilizer. Yes, yeah. yes. You pick the stitch, you go to the end, you stop, and you hit the scissor button. Right. So it's not like I was having her unthread the machine each time. Right. And like you said, I'd prepped all the fabric and everything. Um, and this was something that I wanted her to be able to do you know, kind of like on her own for a little bit. And she could handle that at that age um, and, you know, be safe with the machine. That machine also has something that a lot of people love for kids, a speed control. Right. So you can govern how fast it's going. That's right. I, you know, we may have even had her using the start-stop button because we're just doing these straight lines of fun, right. you know, stitches. I always thought the serger was the hardest thing to teach as far as speed control for kids because it goes so fast. And adults, Well, and right? anybody, yeah. right, because it's so fast. <laughs> it's so fast. It's so, so fast. But, you know, if a kid, I think another approach, and this was my approach to actually teaching myself, uh -huh. right, was I want to make that. You want to make it. And then I went backwards. How uh -huh. do I make that? Well, I need some fabric. I know I need some, you know, thread to hold it together. I guess I have to cut the shape. I mean, 
I I did I that I learned like that a lot of times. I want to make this. So what are the steps I have to do to get there? So we set up all the grandkids with sewing stuff. I think this was like a year ago. Right. So Zelda would have been like four, and Elliot would have been how old, how old is he? What is ten ish? Is he ten right? or eleven? Well, he's eleven now. Okay. I okay. So he's ten. So Zelda had been doing just her random sewing. I would like kind of make this the equivalent of like scribbling right. when you learn to write. She was just having fun, putting the needle in and out of fabric, right. and she didn't need an end goal. But Elliot sat down and he was like, I want to make a bag for right. my whatever, you right. know, <laughs> Pokemon cards, right. whatever they were, you know, yokai, this or that. And so I think that when you uh, – are starting off with a kid, you should evaluate that. Right. And it's and I was very surprised with how it was how it went with Zelda. So I was familiar with this Elliot uh, mentality approach. Right. Like I'm 10 years old. I want to make a bag for my things. You know, I want to make it. I want to make something. I want to see my creation come to life, and then I want to use it. Right. I was more surprised by the Zelda process of. She gets a needle and she crumples up fabric and keeps sewing through things and ribbons. And then she's like, look, I made a creation. Right. And she's cool with that. You know? <laughs> Whereas when you get to be a little older, you're like, well, what what is this? You know, like I think that's what a, a very important thing about teaching anyone is don't tell them they're wrong. Yeah. You may want to say, is that what you wanted it to look like? Mm hmm. Or they may come to you and go, look, this doesn't look like yours, or this doesn't look like the one I wanted to make, or right. something like that. But when you were learning to sew, I remember you decided to make a crazy quilt. And, um, of course, this was, I guess, by now you had learned to use the machine. So maybe you were 10 or something, I don't know. And I was like, I wonder if she wants all those raw edges. I don't care. It's her quilt. I'm going to let her do her thing. And I just let you, and that was a great thing for you to experiment with all kinds of things. Yeah, on. that was fun. That's yeah, fun project. and I didn't say this can't be a raw edge or you have to turn and flip this or you have to applique this on. I just let you go with it. Right. And I was very proud of myself for... Restraining myself too. for restraining <laughs> myself and letting you go and learn on your own. And then I really and what did happen after that project, very often what would happen is you would come to me and you'd say, I did this, but I don't think it looks right. Uh -huh. Or I did this and it doesn't look like the way you do it. Right. Or how did or you'd come to me and say, How did you get that to do that? Mm -hmm. You know. So but I didn't stifle you in your creativity. That's what you think. No, right. I, <laughs> I didn't think I did. I'm just kidding. I didn't think I did. <laughs> so uh, I I think that a lot of people, you know, so don't don't stifle the creativity. But I also think that people don't realize how young you can right. introduce the sewing. Right. And what that might look like. And I want to bring up something that I did with Zelda, which is that I got her an embroidery hoop yes. with a little stand. Yes. And it's like an easel almost. Yes. I'll share a link to it. It's a really cool thing because what she was doing is she was doing these, like she said, she called them her creations. And some of them were animals and like some of them lived in the sea. You know, whatever. Uh, they all look like jellyfish. They Or, or yeah. like, yeah, something like that. Sea anemone. And then she wanted to sew buttons on and we started doing that. 
Um, but it seemed like stretched out fabric was a good way to right. do buttons and some lines. So I had a little embroidery hoop for her, but my husband, the art teacher, and any of you out there who, you know, teach kids, just because they're little doesn't mean they should be working with little things. Right. Sometimes they need big things. They need more space. They need, uh, you know, for their hands that aren't quite as dexterous as ours. So she uses the big hoop, a hoop of, the, you know, kind of a big piece of fabric for her. And then she actually learned to sew buttons on pretty quick. And what I really saw. Quicker than right. I thought she And what she I would. really saw with that skill is she learned she had to go in and out of the uh-huh. fabric. And she couldn't go around the edge right. of the fabric. So having it in that hoop sort of clarified that for her. Also, who hasn't done that as an adult? Right? Yeah, no, we do it all the time. <laughs> like, right, we do it I'm all like, the time. I'm like, oh, you're sewing around the hoop. I remember doing Actually, that when I, I was just 20. Did it. When know? did I just do that? I just, oh, I just did it when I bustled the dress. Oh, you went, yeah, yeah I went I around. I went around the button, not around the fabric. I went around the edge of the button. You yeah. went through the, yeah, through the button yeah. again. Okay, except I, can't, I told you last podcast that I edited that out so that no I one know. would have to so know. I can like act like anything about it. I yes. can act like I did it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Machine versus hand sewing. Oh, the other thing is, now that I have two kids, okay, like if it was just Zelda and me, I could come up here into the studio and sew with her because she does like to pick the different stitches on the machine. And you she know. likes the pretty fabric and the pretty ribbon and the pretty strings and yarns. Well, and, well, you know. I'm talking. Yeah, so I'm talking about. I oh, would you're do. About I would have. Yes, I would have done more machine sewing with her by now. I think if our uh, setup whatever had you know was a little different at the moment but right now when I have Zelda I always have Jerome and he's he's almost three but he wants to like wander around and stuff and I have to keep my eye on him well, and too. he's more of a bulldozer than she is yeah yeah but he does he, he's getting more independent but with the machine I can't leave Zelda at the machine no. by herself I actually can leave Zelda alone with hand sewing Yes. Uh, her, well, her level is there right. where she could actually sew by herself with the hand sewing. And, I mean, we haven't mentioned this, uh-huh. but I think it should go without saying that safety is, of course, one of your first concerns. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's another thing is I wrote a blog post about, you know, her first sewing creations. And I felt like... When Jerome started to crawl around, I had to be even more careful because she can't just drop a pin and then I find it later. It's like Jerome could find the pin right? (laughs) crawling around on the ground. So I said you have to count up your sewing supplies at the end of the session like you're counting your china at the end of a dinner, at the end of a dinner party or your silver. Um, So when you are teaching a kid to sew – I, I think that don't, don't be afraid of what comes up organically. You know, if they want to sit at your lap at the machine, don't be like, oh, no, this is too advanced. It's it's right. fine. They'll see the stitches being made. And then I also find it to be a bit of a challenge and a relief about children's attention spans. Okay? So it's nice that maybe they will only want to do something for 15 minutes sometimes. <laughs> and it's, and then it's not so nice that they only want to do something for 15 minutes sometimes. So if, if you feel like you're getting, you know, interrupted by, you know, someone wanting to sew or something like that, cause it's a little bit more of a time intensive thing for you, you know, think of, think about that. Can you find, you know, 15 minutes? Can you find 20 minutes to where you can help them 
and just remember they might get tired of it and it's it, it's okay and that's okay yes yes um okay let's take a break and let's come back and talk about a hand sewing uh like what what we put in a hand sewing kit for a kid ZD, wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to sewhere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to sewhere.com leggings and get started today. Sewing out loud. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. So one thing that I learned, I kind of let Zelda do some sewing kind of impromptu one day, and then I learned that it was very helpful to have all my crap together right. <laughs> before we sew. So it's not, it's not just Zelda's sewing kit. It's like, it's like my kit for sewing with Zelda, you know? Um, and we put some things in there that were that she ended up working just fine with, but you may find that your kid works different with different materials. And whatever it is, whatever they're working with, just put it all together so it's ready, you know. And don't, I guess, like, you know, she has her own pin cushion. Right. She's not, like, using my pin cushion or something like that. And then that makes it so I don't have to remember where the pin cushion is or, you know, something, uh, you know, uh, like that. So she has, like, real needles in her sewing kit. And they're a little needle book. We made little needle books for all the cousins one year, which are just, like, little books of felt that had a initial embroidered on the front. And actually, so she's five and she can use a needle threader now. One of those little right cheapy uh-huh. it's it's a little better than the ones that come with the needles. Right. You know, that that like foil woman's head right. is a little uh, not as good, but they sold um they sold some plastic ones in like a three pack, which is good because she did break one because right. they are rather 
fragile. Oh, they're fragile. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're all fragile. So I told her, I was like, you have to be really careful with this, you know, or you can you can break it. So she's got real needles with fairly big eyes, a needle threader. And I right now am sewing with her with a number eight pearl cotton still. So we had a ton of that from the shop because we used it in our sergers a lot. And it's a really good thread because it's easy to see, it's easy to handle. I think that normal sewing construction thread is going to be difficult for many kids to for, just for sew the younger with. children. Like you said, um, you know, dexterity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it can be hard for adults to right. sew with that. I, I agree. I and agree. And most of the time, the sewing we do with construction thread is like, um, what do I want to say? It's construction. It's right. we're sewing up a hem or something. Whereas the kids, we don't care probably if their stitching shows or maybe they right. want it to show. Right. You know, so some kind of embroidery floss or, or a thicker, almost yarn-like thread uh, is what I have. And I have a few colors um, for her in there. And then we have fabric scraps. What are, what are the 10-inch blocks called in the quilt world? Like are those like layer, layer cakes cake or, or something? something? I, I don't know. Yeah. I think layer cake may have like different sizes. I don't, I know. don't know. You know, charm pack, something like that. Uh, we got some of those as samples. Right. So I put those in there. If you don't have pre-cut fabric, do pre-cut some fabric. Right. And pre-cut it so it fits in that embroidery hoop or it fits in whatever box you're using or something, you obviously don't want to be cutting fabric every time you get out the sewing kit. Right. And you, you know, can't, like, get a bolt. I think something you just said, uh-huh. too, is you said box. Because yeah. a bag, you, you you kind of need to have something that can open up and you can visualize what's there. Now, you may have a bag that you throw, you know, your fabric scraps in or something, and then that box goes in that bag or uh-huh. something like that, like a tote bag. But it's nice to have the box where you can open the lid or take the lid off and you see, you know, needles, threads, scissors, you know, whatever, buttons, whatever it's you really might have It's really easy for there. that stuff to get muddled. It is. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just throw that in a bag. Yeah. And, and you know, you're, work, you're basically working from that box. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another part of, like, this whole thing right. is when you get to teach the kid to put the needle back in the right. needle book. And, oh, we have to put all our buttons back in the little button It'll be here box. when we come back. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's that's all part of the process. Like, if you're like, why does my kid, somebody, if somebody asks you, if somebody says, don't teach your kid to sew. Some, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if someone says you're stupid for teaching them to sew, you know, tell them, no, I'm teaching them to, you know, clean up after themselves. I mean, just like anything else, um, you know, we put the paints away or we put the, the crayons away. It, it's well, you know, a the, good thing to the, do. The one thing that COVID did was show, showed everybody sewing has a, a place oh, in yeah, modern times, right? Of, well, I, you know, I was doing some research or... I don't know, just like stalking someone online, uh, a sewing person, like a, and I was researching like their business, and it's just like every damn year someone's publishing something that says so and so is reviving the lost art of sewing, yeah. you know, and it's like back in 2010 we're doing that, in 2018 we're doing that, you know, <laughs> we're just always reviving. Well, I've been sewing nonstop since like 19, what, 58 or something. Yeah. Yeah, So just because you, I mean, does anyone, how many people like canoe 
and no one's ever said they read. I, I, yeah. I don't see anybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone like the craftsmanship like, of like, it. Like or, indigenous people know. canoed all, all the, the time. time. Yes. I, Actually, Missouri means like what big boat people or big long, long boat people oh, or something. We it was about, about their this. canoes yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Long canoe or long boat. Well, people, I think something. I was reading too that it was originally pronounced Missouri. So yeah, I which am. I used to do, and everybody made fun of me. I definitely made I've made fun of you on this podcast for doing that. Um, for well, sure. Well, if, <laughs> if there's something for you can sure. make fun of me about, you will definitely do it and well, find it. Well, I got to make fun of you so that people can either say I love their banter or <laughs> I'm a so disrespectful daughter. Yeah, They're one so or the other. Mean to, well. What I like is some people think I'm mean to you, and some people think you're mean to me. It's so yes, yeah. Well, yeah. here, let me clarify it. We're both mean to each other. That's okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. Okay, we're so, just very blatant and honest. Well, and when you are, <laughs> I, I guess you know we don't waste time with niceties. <laughs> when you're sewing with your kid, okay, you know, just like leave. What I want to say is, like, leave all the time in the world. And I don't mean that 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 means that you have to sew with your kid for five hours or you can't say, no, we're not done sewing. But, like, I guess be careful what kind of goals you set. Don't You don't have to set a goal, you know. And actually, during COVID, so we're going to be uh, keeping the kids at home. And I'm like, all right, that means I can spend – however long I want with them brushing their teeth in the morning. That's right. I'm not going to be rushed to get That's out the right. door. We can spend some quality time brushing our teeth well. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not saying I won't have anything else to do, but like I'm setting the bar, you know, where I'll be able to jump over it. Okay. So what if, what if I have a, you know, a few weeks there where we spend just like a lot of time brushing our teeth and, and I don't have to rush anyone getting their clothes on, you know? All right. Actually, they we don't got have the to time. get dressed. Well, that's right. true too. We got the time. It's like my, the time that I'll be spending with the kids, I'm looking at it as like not rushing anything. We're not going to you know, like go crazy trying to get dressed on time and stuff like that. Well, that's a skill we'll and, work and, on. And I will, you know, well, that's something that um, I think is hard when there's a group class mm-hmm. and um, people are learning and it, because you're slower doesn't mean you're a slow learner. Yeah. It might mean you're more interested in detail. It might mean you think about things. Um, so sometimes when, a kid or an adult is in a group class. I used to see people go, oh, I can't keep up. I mean, you're going yeah. ahead of me. And I'd say, it's not a problem. I will come over and help you wherever mm-hmm. you are. Uh, it was, you know, now I had to try and organize a class that was going to last. Right. You know, whatever we said it was going to last. But um, it used to, honestly, it bothered me when somebody got worried they, that they yeah. got behind because I would help them and they could come back or whatever. Right. Or, you know, we could talk about it later, whatever. Well, I definitely have noticed, you know, I think think my kids would be really happy if they could go play with some other kids right now, for sure. <laughs> that would be that would be fun. And they get to see their cousins. Right. Um, but, you know, I can see that. But I can also see some of the advantages of like some personalized attention, right? Um, you know, take taking things real slow or just letting them control the pace because what else, what else do I have right. to do except for like you know talk about letters at the pace 
with which, you know, Zelda's happy to do that, you know. So, uh, yeah, take your time with the sewing. Don't rush it. And Well, if you make it a miserable thing, they will not learn. Well, sure, sure. And, you know, this has always been my approach to it. Don't force it. You know, don't make it a job. Don't say it has to be done this way. Let the let them enjoy the process. If they're going to want to sew and love to sew, it will happen. I, I want to bring something up. It backtracks a little bit. But let's talk just a tad about, like, project kits. Mm-hmm. So... Zelda, you know, going to town making her little, you know, weirdo animals that I love and learning to sew on buttons. So I bought a little, I don't, it's not like needlepoint, but it's some kind of like wrapping the yarn around the plastic canvas to make a picture yeah, thing. It's plastic canvas. You know, yeah. but I don't, I don't know what they called it. Well, it is, yeah, I don't know what they it's called it. But it, but it was it's a like kit. needlepoint. And yeah. it was going to be a rainbow. Right. Okay, Zelda likes rainbows. So I just thought this would be a hit. But at her age, this was not... Rainbow took too long. Well, yeah, she's like, well, how would, like, coloring in all this blue, basically, with blue stitches, it wasn't fast enough for right. her. It, I think, like, Elliot would be happy at 10 years old, and he'd be able to see, okay, I'm going to put time into this, and then I'm going to get this picture, right. you know? Um, but I was I was like, oh, I, I want kits. Like, I like kits. <laughs> I'm going to have a fun time doing this. But I bought that for her, like, a year ago. And it stayed on the shelf because she is not to the point yet where that's the kind of thing that she wants to be well, making. Well, and a lot of times those kits will give you an age. Um, you know, sure, They will yeah. say, you know, five and over, eight and up or something like that. And that helps sometimes. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I see those age things and I think that it's just a disclaimer about choking. You know, like, well, if your three-year-old chokes on this, we told you it was for five and up. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I wasn't sure if it was, you know, more of a developmental thing or something. But, yeah, she she was not, she was not interested. Because I remember we bought a kit for me one time from a craft store and it was making a robot from pipe cleaners and pony beads. And it was one of the first times, like, I followed a diagram all on uh-huh. my own and all this stuff. And I think I was, like, 9 or 10. Yeah. You know? And so I found that stimulating and super fun, and I still can, like, remember Well, I know adults that still don't want to follow a diagram. So, yeah. you know, age can be arbitrary. <laughs> yes, yes. And I like doing stuff like that. But so, so it, when we say sewing kit and you put the materials together, it might be a way more nebulous thing than a project kit and our library this was so freaking cool guys okay our library is amazing if you live in columbia make sure to patronize the library donate to them do whatever you know uh they put together these pokemon cross stitch kits and they gave you the fabric they gave you the floss they gave you the uh a little embroidery hoop and the charts and zelda's obsessed with pokemon right now like maybe partially due to her cousins who are also pretty big Pokemon fans, but I, I was really excited about it and she wanted to see it and we haven't gotten to sit down and do it yet, but I wonder if she's quite there yet to see that she's going to have to do. Well, I was going to say, and if she is really interested in that thing, it might be, you know, yeah, she might like it better. I mean, there might be a kid that's happy to cross stitch horses forever and ever and ever, but if you handed them, you know, a cross stitch pattern that was a race car, they're like, well, I don't want to do that. Oh my God. Have you seen the the sampler from, it's apparently, it makes the rounds on the internet every once in a while and it's like. Ann Johnson stitched this and hated every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> well, that used to be part of the woman's schooling, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You made a sampler and you did the entire alphabet. Uh-huh. You know, that was... Yep, that was part of it. Well, and, you know, nowadays, I'm like, oh, this is so great for, like, dexterity and for learning to work on a grid. And, it, you know, helps you with, like, right. math and, you know, patterns and stuff. Uh, so hopefully I can, like, approach it in a in a neat way like that versus, <laughs> versus uh, you know, um, saying that it's the only appropriate activity because of your genitalia, you know. That's um, right. So anyway, I'm interested to see if she's ready for this kit. And doing some repetitive action that right. is delayed gratification is what it is. It is. You know, it, it really is. And that, you know, that that's a maturation thing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, the other day I was mowing the lawn and a very special package got delivered. And I kept mowing the lawn until I was you done. Could wait. Until I opened it. And I thought, I'm so mature because I just <laughs> delayed my gratification. <laughs> yeah. I'm, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I would love to hear about your experiences with kids and sewing. Um, I would. I think we're going to talk next episode about some of the when you can get technical with a kid and sewing. Right, Mom? There you so, go. And we're what might be the first project? Um, so maybe you're in the position that you have to decide for a group of a couple of kids. What would be the project that would be the best to start them on? Yeah, if you're if you think your kiddos, I, I would say that this is probably like for ten and up. Our next episode. Oh, I don't think we finished our little thing about sewing kits. <laughs> because you keep talking off topic. about your COVID experiences. I don't is know that, what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about with the sewing kit is scissors, and I've I've said this before. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I don't remember where or when. Right. Well, I wrote I wrote that blog post about Zelda's yes. sewing um creations, and I gave her for her sewing kit a really sharp pair of small scissors. Mm-hmm. So they're they've got pointy ends. They're very sharp, but she was really struggling with right. kiddo scissors. Right, and you know, and fabric. Right. So you can't you can't cut. I mean, again, don't frustrate someone with tools yeah. that, that are going to just, you know, make them not ever want to sew again. And that so this kit's gonna be put away. This kit's right. gonna be put up high probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this kit has needles and it's going to have sharp things in it. Right. So um not things that are not safe for someone under you know six or seven years old to have control of by themselves well and shoot we hear about adults losing needles in their couches well all yeah the time i mean stuff, adults right? do you stuff know? all the time but that's their problem <laughs> yes, yeah yes um but you know this is going to be a kit that you are going to police so to speak right so our kit right now is in a place where zelda can reach well it actually stays on our kitchen counter a lot so when it's on our kitchen counter, she can reach it. Jerome can't. She is also at the age and the understanding level that she knows she can't get that out unless there is a an adult there and Jerome is being handled right. or out of the room. She right. knows that. So that uh, that stuff that's you know sometimes on our kitchen counter until I put it up, and when I do put it up, it goes real high. Um, but she was cutting, and this is another thing, if you just want to introduce your kids to, like, fabric and sewing and stuff, give them fabric scraps and yarn to cut with and glue with. So, you know, all of your, you know, preschool readiness, kindergarten readiness, uh, 
you know, programs or uh, blog posts or whatever you're reading or if you have any, you know, contact with the school system at that point, they tell you to have your kid practice cutting, you know, with scissors. Well, Zelda wanted, you know, I would give her yarn to cut and things like that, and she really liked that. And when she started to get into more sewing, I realized that she needed sharper scissors. And then she actually uses those sharp scissors to cut some thicker paper now. I gave her some watercolor paper because she was cut. She was doing like a lot of painting and the normal sketchbook paper was, you know, buckling up. So she got some of this thicker paper and she cuts it out like to do collages and things like that. So anyway, gauge your kids readiness. But sometimes you'll find that what's meant to be a thread snip for an adult, which is I feel like these Ulfa scissors that I got for her are meant to be sort of trimmers or snips. Uh, so they have an, you know, a, a blade that's about as long as a little kid pair of scissors, but it's a lot sharper. Yeah, usually a three or four inch yeah. blade. Now, yeah, I will good. have to say, though, we were at the counter the other day, and she didn't like it because her hand has gotten a little bigger, and she can't put all of her fingers mm -hmm. into one of the handles. So you may have to teach a new grip. Yes. Yeah, so I said, oh, honey, I do it like this with only two or three fingers. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, maybe that's, maybe that, maybe now she's ready for like the ZD's favorite scissors that do have the bigger grip which you couldn't handle before blah 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 so always like reevaluating that as they're growing um but i guess don't be afraid to give your kid a pair of sharp scissors if you think they can handle it okay so like a lot of people won't say that <laughs> you know uh, don't don't think oh i can't i can't give them a pair of scissors with that doesn't have a round edge because they're a little kid well if your kid can handle it if you've got the time to supervise you know, gauge all that, but it might be okay to do. So, all right. Well, let's come, let's uh, end this podcast episode. And our next one will be about a little bit more advanced sewing with kids. Zidi, so long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah.